scum mule, but I got pretty lazy. And you know what? This is what we have. Shashas and chasing with Gatorade. So yeah, if you're drinking. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of an interesting discussion. Sometimes I'm your host, Haran. Um, this week, unfortunately, I'm only—it's only just me, uh, none of the boys. It's the final chapter, I guess, of the solo episodes that we've been doing. Just to recap for some people who might be new to the podcast, uh, we started off with Harsha back—I think it was February when he, the episode came out. Um, so essentially, during his bachelor trip, uh, we had some mini games to compete in, and eventually the winner get got to give out a punishment of sorts to Harsha to do. Um, so we kind of colluded, and we all just gave all the money to me, actually, because <laughs> uh, during the bachelor trip, we created a good idea, a fantastic idea, actually, um, to pretty much make Harsha record a solo episode, because if you guys don't know, Harsha rarely says anything when we uh, record a podcast but when he does it is, it is quality but usually like he says very little for, uh, for each episode so we thought it'd be funny to make him do a solo episode honestly it came out really great uh and i think because it did so well we're like harsha kind of just pushed all of us to do it too so yeah i am the final member of the podcast uh to do it I've been kind of dreading this day. I'm not too good at conversating, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I'm good. Actually, I, I take that back. I'm good at holding conversation when there's other people in a convo, but I guess I don't really know what it's like to be talking for this long to myself. But yeah, the premise of this whole episode is that you got to drink a little bit before and then record and then drink some um, halfway through. Uh, just, you know, so to allow for more, I guess, intimate, deeper conversations, but also just, I guess, some funny shit that people people might say. But yeah, I have not planned too much for this episode. I'm going to just take a deep dive into uh, my life and my mental state right now. I also have a speech for Harsha coming up later in this episode, so you got to stay tuned for that. Um, and if time permits, I might just talk about some random shit going on in my life and uh maybe some sports takes i know i'm gonna put that last because some people have said they don't care about that but we'll see if i if i get to the level where i'm super drunk and i want to shit talk some teams i might get to that but yeah for for so for us to start we'll just talk about uh i guess the bigger things in my life that's happened um so if you may if you guys may not know i moved to irvine california uh in april so about two months ago now and it's been all right so far i mean there's been some highs some lows um but i can't really complain for what life has been so far i never i'd been to irvine once before with family but it was just like to go to a house party uh for family friend and then we went back up into la so i didn't know much about the area coming into it oh yeah i guess to give more context i moved out here because my job at siemens uh yes you everyone can laugh now at the fucking job title siemens Oh, yeah, sorry. The job title is Flow Engineer at Siemens. So, you know, the joke writes itself, uh, I guess you could say. My job has an office out in, or Siemens has an office out in Costa Mesa, which is very close to Irvine. I started working here in September. I was working remote from Virginia, but they wanted me to come out eventually. And so I did. Um, I guess the kicker is we still haven't gone into office. So I've just been working remote here <laughs> and paying rent. So I guess I'm a sucker now. But anyway, uh, yeah, I moved out here. And I have a roommate, uh, we both, Irvine's new for both of us, he uh, spent some time in San Diego before this at, doing his master's at U, um, UCSD, and yeah, uh, it's been good, I mean, we've, we've gotten to know each other pretty well, he's a pretty chill guy, I mean, no really complaints, but I guess the biggest 
I guess, issue for me right now is it's been about a month and a half and I have done very little on my part to, I don't know if it's my part, but I guess I, I haven't really made too many friends out here, which kind of sucks, you know. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot. I, I think Truman talked about this in his solo episode that I think has come out about two weeks ago now, so be sure to check that out after this. But it is, I don't know about you guys, but for me, it is it's really hard to make friends, like, I guess once you start working or I guess once you get into your adult life. I guess like as growing up and as kids and like especially in school, like it, it just kind of seemed to happen uh, organically, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Like, I don't know. I guess I never really had to try. I think the only time I had to try was when I moved, uh, when I went from elementary school to middle school, I moved like school districts. So I went to middle school not knowing anyone. Um, and that first week was tough. I remember like, <laughs> like halfway through that week, I like I came home and I just cried to my mom for like an hour just saying like, what the hell am I doing here? Like, I don't know anyone. But, you know, eventually, like, things work, find themselves, find a way to work themselves out, right? And I was able to make friends quickly through, like, band and math and all that stuff. And then eventually I was fine um, in middle school. But since then, I've really had not, I haven't had to deal with it. At TJ, I had friends from middle school that carried over. And then at Tech, I had uh, friends from TJ that carried over. And then I guess at Stanford, it was kind of the same thing again, where I didn't know anyone going into it. But... I guess that kind of feeds into a bigger problem with myself. Um, I'm pretty comfortable staying in my own shell, which is good because, you know, I have a lot of like really good friends in my, in my life, like th these boys on the podcast. Um, and even outside of that, like I have, a, I have a pretty good network of friends, but the problem is now like no one's really local to me anymore. Um, and I think I'm still struggling to come to terms with that. And yeah. Uh, so sorry, it's getting kind of deep already. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess I'm still trying to adapt to that whole change, I guess, in that regard. Um, so, you know, the avenues I've taken towards like trying to find friends is mainly just sports. Um, I've played some pickup soccer games of basketball. I play a lot of basketball and some some soccer games. And I've exchanged numbers with some people. Like I've gone to know some people's names, like the, the regulars that usually show up to the courts and the fields. So, you know, I guess that is a network, but I guess like it is kind of hard to tell. At least, I don't know, but I guess for people that play sports, I don't, maybe you guys can attest to this as well, but like when you go on the court, like there's a lot of casual conversation that happens, right? And um, yeah, like we just, like you just kind of just like talk very casually about your lives and like probably about like basketball. You talk about like the, the NBA finals going on right now and stuff like that. But it's hard to gauge what that conversation would be like off the court or off the field if you're like if soccer. Um, and I guess I'm lacking the courage to take that step to like initiate like a hangout um, outside of like a sports uh, premise. So yeah, that's something that I guess I need to push myself to do. Push myself to do. I don't know. I guess me talking about this right now, I'm hoping it's like a hope. I guess I'm hoping I hold myself accountable now that like this is public to everyone that's listening, right? So, you know, if you're a friend of mine and you hear this, uh, make sure you message me and just tell me to be like, "Yo, get yourself out there. So stop like sitting in your room like a loser." Because I'm very capable of doing that, and I don't think it's really helping me in any sort of way out here. But you know, I guess that's a negative, but the pos I guess I can get some positives about being out here. Actually, one more negative. I, you know, I thought the weather would be really nice out here, but it's, it's it's been pretty cloudy since I've been out here, man. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought like Southern California, sunny California, you know, but uh, it's been pretty cloudy. The sun hasn't been out as much, but as of the, the past two weeks, it's starting to come out a little more. So with that, you know, my, my attitude towards the area is definitely improving. Like, of the interactions I've had here, people are pretty nice and chill. Um, I think it's nice kind of being outside of the LA bubble because I think 
in LA, right, like you can't really tell the people that you meet are going to be like fake or not. You know, I, I guess like that is like a very big stereotype of their area. But I think it is kind of true. Like, I feel like I've, I've kind of noticed that, especially not not recently, but especially when I've visited LA in the past, you kind of you kind of can gauge that from like the competition that you met here, you may hear indirectly, but also like the direct competition that you have that people live in the area. Like, I guess just the personalities there, they, they seem kind of fake. But being like in a suburb like Irvine, I haven't really been put off anything that I've, I've heard re- really like everyone's been pretty like chill and accommodating but yeah i think i just need to find my group my group of friends here and that's going to take time and i think i need to come to terms with that and not kind of force it but yeah i thought another positive about the area just like the independence i've i've kind of gained again um like i had it when i was at stanford but I think there's a big difference between like on-campus housing and then like i guess now like transitioning into like work life yeah, like when I was at home, working from home, like everything's taken care of, like t- taking care of me, taking care for me, of me. Sorry, I can't speak English. But yeah, like my mom would cook for me, like clean most of the house for me. Like I didn't have to do much at home, and you know it, it's pretty easy to get lazy once you're at home, and uh, which is nice. But I I think it is time. I'm I'm 25 now. I think it's really it really is time for me to start learn like. <laughs> growing up responsibilities and uh take them on because it, it kind of made me feel better about myself under that stanford when i was able to juggle the small tasks that i had to do i mean even though i guess i was living by myself in the studio like i was still on a meal plan i had like furnished living and like it wasn't much responsibility for me to have but now there's definitely more than it was before so juggling that like i took a lot of pride in that and being able to handle all of it um so that's been good that's been a pretty uh gratifying experience but uh yeah trying to think of more positives okay yeah there is one more positive um but this will require more of a backstory that um i've been meaning to mention on the podcast but i think it's well i haven't been meaning to mention on the podcast but i think it is kind of the time to kind of discuss about it and it kind of relates to the mental health uh stuff that i was getting at 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 my intro uh, to this episode but yeah so if you if you guys don't know um i recently got well, recently in, in quotation marks, I got a relationship uh, last fall and it was a pretty long relationship. It was a four and a half year relationship and uh, it was tough, man. I I spent a lot of time the last, like, I guess eight months just feeling pretty down, honestly. Like I've, I haven't felt this upset in my life since my grandmother passed um, and that was about 10 years ago. So I am blessed to say that I've had a pretty good life, realistically, like the last 10 years. Um, I still have a good life. Sorry, <laughs> not to say that my life's not good right now, but I guess I haven't had to deal with hardships in a long time. The breakup was tough. I've It's kind of hard adjusting being back in a single life, I guess. You know, uh, I hadn't been single for like five years, essentially. Um, it's mainly the support system that uh, that you, you tend to feel, at least for me. Because especially... Um, at Stanford, like I mentioned, I lived I lived alone, and I didn't really have too many friends there. So being able to um, have my girlfriend at the time and like have that uh, relationship and like be able to call her every day and just like get stuff off my mind, I valued it a lot. I valued it a lot more now than I did at the time. But yeah, like I don't I don't really have that right now. So just trying to navigate that as well. But I think me moving here is going to help, hopefully. <laughs> Because, you know, like when I was in Nova the last eight months, like a lot of the uh, things we would do, like at the friend group or like the places we'd see, I'd already experienced most of that stuff uh, with her, you know. So 
like trying to get out of that Nova bubble, I guess you could say, I think will hopefully help me in, in the long term, kind of just like move on and try to find uh, new ways to be happy in life. And that's kind of what I'm working towards, you know, like this summer, like the summer should be nice here in California. So um just going to like take advantage and uh, make new friends and connections out here and memories so that I can just be happier in the long run, you know? Oh yeah, sorry guys to make this so deep, but um, these are just things that I wanted to get off my chest, and I thought nothing, nothing better than a solo episode to do. But um, just to like continue on with what I was saying, you know, like I I've also realized uh, during this this period that I don't really know how to deal with like grief and sadness. You know, um, like I said, like I've had a pretty blessed life um for the last twenty five years. I never really had to deal with anything too severe in my life. This past, like I mentioned, this past six months has been pretty tough, and I feel like I haven't really discovered healthy avenues in order to deal with the emotions that I've had. Like I'm pretty, if you guys know me pretty, if you guys know me well, like you would know that I pretty much bottle up everything that I feel, especially sadness. Like I'm just not too comfortable speaking about it to people, but it's something I want to work on, you know, like the way I've kept myself the last eight months hasn't been too healthy. And I guess I just, I know I don't want to feel this low again um, in the future. And I think I just need to kind of push myself to open up to my friends, especially the boys, you know, like, I love you guys. Um, you guys are my rock. And I'm going to make sure in the future that if I ever do feel this low and bad again, that I um, do a better job reaching out to you guys and making sure I can rely on you. Because it's been dark, dude. It's, you know, like, it, it's fucked because I think about it. And like, I've made like, dumbass jokes about like depression and suicide before because you know it always felt so far away from me but the I, i'll be lying if i say those thoughts haven't come across in my my head or my mind in the last uh few months and i would like to say i'm in a better place now but if you guys can tell i'm, I'm crying right now talking about this uh but i think it's just because honestly i am kind of happy that i'm able to open up to you guys and let you guys in and some of the on some of the uh, troubled thoughts I've had in the last few months, but um, really, like honestly speaking, I think I'm in a better place now than I was a couple of months ago. And I know it doesn't sound like it right now, but trust me, I am. Um, yeah, I just think I, I need to just take each day one step at a time and figure out a way to cope, but also move on with my life and figure out what's next for me. I think a lot of my doubt has also come kind of uh, rooted in like, you know, I, I grew up thinking that I'd like have my <laughs> my like romantic uh, relationships sorted out by like 26, 27, and then married by like 28, 29. Um, and I think that had a lot to do with like my my parents thought and like my parents, like, kind of like my parents went through. Like they kind of, I feel bad blaming them, but like that kind of pressure kind of just uh stuck with stuck with me like throughout the last uh pretty much throughout my relationship as well but before then as well you know like i think a lot of indian kids can relate to this but there's just a lot of pressure from your parents to like make sure you find the one and have a family and have that all sorted quickly right and um i just feel like i kind of let them down which i don't think is fair to me but that's just kind of i guess that kind of explains some of the sadness i felt but it's just tough, man. I, I, um, if anyone's ever dealt with a breakup before, I guess, yeah, another, another thing I've, I've never dealt with a breakup before, you know, this is my first ever relationship. So this is all pretty new to me. And I'm just trying to figure out the ways, uh, 
to help myself deal with the pain that I've, I've felt and also move on. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest takeaway is that you just got to take it one step at a time. Feel out your emotions. Don't be afraid to to cry, man. Don't be afraid to feel down, but also don't be afraid to reach out. I think that's what I've been afraid of and I think I'm I'm doing my best from here on out to just make sure I reach out whenever I'm feeling that low and uh make sure you have even if you don't have, but like, I'm sure everyone has at least one best friend that you can rely on. So, you know, just reach out to them or if, even your family, like family will always understand, even if there are those pressures on you, like they'll always understand the situations you're going through and the, the feelings that you have. So, yeah, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry for getting so deep, but I guess I, I wanted to get it off my chest. You know, I, I, I think it was, it was, hopefully it was healthy for me. <laughs> I guess time will tell. I'm going to... Take a couple more drinks, and then I'll be right back. All right, guys, I am back. I'll prom- I promise that this best episode won't be as deep, hopefully, or as as dark as it was that I made it. Um, but yeah, I hope hope you guys are still still stuck around. <laughs> if you have, you're a real one, and you're having a drink, you know, raise your glass, have some drink with me. Um, I guess I haven't really shared what I was drinking. Um, when when we when I moved here, um. We went to Costco. I went to Costco with my parents, and we walked past like the alcohol section there. And the Costco here in California, not like in Virginia, you can actually sell some hard liquor. Actually, I don't. Know that's, I think that's pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it's true that you can't sell hard liquor in Virginia. I could be wrong, but about in Costco at least. Anyway, uh, we got they got me a Grey Goose, uh, 1.75 liter bottle. At the time, I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna need all of that," especially because I don't know anyone here. But you know what? I'm making use of it now. I am four shots deep of that, and I've been chasing with uh, Gatorade Zero. So you know, I guess I'm still a DJ in a heart. I, I did want to make. So we also got Bombay Bombay Sapphire, and I was gonna make gin and um, gin and tonic, or maybe even just like uh, I was gonna also maybe make Moscow Mule. But I got pretty lazy, and you know what? This is what we have: shots and chasing with Gatorade. So yeah, if you're drinking. Drink with me, man. We're going to get through this episode together. I don't know how long it's going to be. Hopefully, it's less than an hour. Um, I don't think I'll have that much to talk about. But other things I wanted to mention about life here, I guess not even life here, but just like my future. That's something that I'm also kind of not concerned, but um, it's just kind of questionable, I guess. So I moved here knowing that I wanted to get this job about two years, but I don't know what I want my career to be moving forward. So right now, uh, I work as a simulation engineer, um, a flow simulation engineer, yeah, laugh again, um, at Siemens, uh, and I guess to give a more broader description of what I do, or general description of what I do, it's it's pretty much just like tech support for, this, for the software that a lot of uh, companies use, and you know, there is a little bit of what I, like I do apply some of the knowledge I learned in my master's, but a lot of it is just kind of like IT support. In that regard, it's not exactly the dream job I envisioned for myself uh, coming out of my master's degree, but it, it's been pretty good work. And like, I like my team. The hours are really like flexible and really nice. Like, it's I honestly have no complaints. But I guess just looking forward, um, I don't know what I want to do next. I think uh, what I want to do is work more in a design role for like an aerospace company. Maybe not even design, but just like testing like new designs, especially like aircrafts. Um, and doing like uh, aerodynamic simulations and performance testing and, and like that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I think this job would be a good stepping stone towards that pivot. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know how long I want to be out here for. And especially because like I feel like I'm still in the adjustment period. I don't really know how to gauge if I like Southern California yet or not. So I think staying on the West Coast is definitely a possibility. Um, 
but the other thing is I want to be close to family and like my mom like it's only been two months my mom's already saying like you've been gone for too long you got to come home like why you've been out there so I mean I think that's just that sentiment's just gonna grow even stronger as like, months go on so yeah realistically I don't want to be too far away from my parents and my sister uh, who's currently um in Richmond Virginia um so yeah I, I don't really know what's in store for me uh but I know that I want to be here for at least a year or so I'm not gonna think about it too hard I'm just gonna kind of take each day in stride um but at the same time just like in the back of my mind just make sure I know that I'm um thinking about what I want to do to work in the future and kind of like prepare myself for that next step so that like when I when it comes time to leave Siemens and apply to those new jobs that I'm in the best position I can be to take that opportunity you know and along those lines um I think I'm going to study for the FE exam which is a fundamental fundamental engineering exam um this is probably a lot of very boring for a lot of you people but I just want I guess I just some something that I wanted to tell, share with you guys but yeah FE exam um it's pretty chill you take a fe exam in the different engineering uh, disciplines i'll take in mechanical engineering because that's what i studied undergrad and my master's degree honestly like i've, I've been reviewing a lot of it, it has been kind of old because you know my, my undergrad has been like pretty much six years ago when i started so i guess within from like six to two years ago like that kind of material and then i find i only focus on like fluid mechanics from for the last two years so that only co covers a very small portion of the exam and the rest is kind of like broad topics like that I haven't really touched or looked at in a long time. So I've been kind of reviewing recently. I think it would just be good to have on my resume. Um, it's definitely, definitely important if you if like people are considering um, like services jobs or just consulting jobs in the future. So, and I think that I, I want to leave myself like my options open. So, you know, I was like, I have the time to study. So that'll be something I'll be working towards uh, the next couple of coming months, just like studying um, when I have time. Um, the exam is pass fail, so I think I should be okay if I put in the time. So I'm not too worried about that, but just gotta make sure I, I put in the time. Essentially, I guess outside of professional goals, like just like casual goals I have in the area that I, I want to like, get to, I do want to take a surfing class at one point. Um, just to try, just say that I've tried it because I don't think I'll be good. Um, if you guys don't know, I'm a very tall and lanky person. Um, very little balance that comes with that kind of physical build, right? So, um, I envision that I will struggle very hard with surfing. But you know, I think just being in Southern California, you got it's worth a try, right? What else? I want to play beach volleyball one time. Hopefully, it was like people I know, which isn't like something that I haven't done before. But I feel like that'd be kind of a, like a good thing to do. In terms of like venturing LA, I don't know if I want to, you know, like I feel like I've seen all the touristy spots in LA um, before and I think I'll go again when people come visit because most people would want to go up to LA and then spend time here in Irvine. But I guess of like lifestyle in LA, I guess like balling near like Venice Beach and like I think I think Venice Beach is where all like the like the nice pickup game or like nice as in like the very intense pickup games happen like near like the Muscle Beach and all that area. Uh, that area i guess um so maybe trying my hand at one of those games <laughs> getting absolutely destroyed i would consider myself as like a pretty average pickup player maybe like closer to above average but you know as i said i'm I'm not like a, the strongest person ever and like i i feel like i'll get absolutely worked if i go to one of those courts but you know just to say that i've done it it might be worth a shot but yeah that's another thing man like driving here is just it's kind of tiring man i i <laughs> Getting to, well, okay, well, around here, there's not much traffic, but as soon as you try to go north to, like, L.A., Pasadena, all those areas, like, there's always going to be traffic in this area. So, like, those journeys just become kind of long, 
and it kind of just adds up and i feel like i haven't gone to the mentality where like that's okay with me because i'm kind of used to like not having to deal with too much traffic even though nova does have its traffic i feel like where i live i never really have to deal with much traffic usually it's going against the way i'm going so i'm pretty blessed in that regard but here that's not the case there's literally traffic going either way so you're fucked either way essentially so yeah i I think i need to come to terms with that driving here is just gonna suck and you have to deal with it and pretty much driving just ends to a mean as in like if you're going to something that you want to do you gotta drive and you gotta suck it up you know and plan ahead so hopefully with time i come i come to that conclusion on my own i trying to think about any other goals for me i'm sure i'll come with more but i can't think of anything off the top of my head right now so i'm going to transition over to something that i teased about at the beginning I have made a speech for Harsha, uh, you know, uh, so basically Harsha had his wedding, I think by the time this episode comes out, I think like a month and a half ago, and it was great, man, like they, Harsha and Amrita did a great job planning it, planning everything, I had a great time at the wedding, I was so glad I was able to be there and play some kind of role, and yeah, so at the wedding, Tarun or Tarun uh, gave a best man speech, which was really great. I wish I recorded it. I, I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. Um, but I'm sure someone does. Someone did. You know, me and Christian didn't. But uh, you know, it's okay. Like I, I guess focusing more on me. Uh, I hate public speaking. Um, if you guys know me, like I'm, like just even giving a presentation, man. I I get stressed out really easily with the, with um with that kind of stuff. Like I need to come like with a script, um, or else I'm just like flustered. Kind of like I'm right now. Like this, this has been a pretty like all over the place episode. <laughs> so again, if you're listening, thank you, thank you for staying around. I appreciate it uh, a lot. Uh, you know, I would I would never have been asked to give a speech. Even if I was, I think I would probably turn it down just because I don't want to ruin uh, such a special weekend. But you know, I decided I'd take it upon myself to give a speech to Harsha. Also because I don't know if it's Harsha the dear or not, but essentially. Uh, it was planned to do a wedding scrapbook uh, for the couple, but um, I think Harsha was part of it. So a lot of the messages and letters in the scrapbook were uh, dedicated to more towards Amrita as it was a surprise to her because Harsha knew about it. Um, so in that scrapbook, I wrote a letter to Amrita. Um, looking back, I realized that I should have also addressed Harsha because, you know, that's that's my guy. That's my bro. So, you know, as uh, I guess to make up for it and I guess for not technically giving a speech that I was never asked to give, <laughs> um, I decided I would give a speech to Harsha, which I had already kind of written in word. So I'm going to read off it right now. And yeah, here we go. Dear Harsha, my brother, I know I give you shit about when we first met. But it was definitely senior year of high school, and I'll go to my grave saying that. <laughs> but seriously, we kind of knew each other throughout high school, and you're always that funny Nike-sponsored kid that had the craziest shot form I had ever seen. Um, but you always cashed out, so I could never say anything too bad about you, you know? But glad that we made more of an effort to talk to each other during Orgo, second semester senior year. You and my boy Ravi were always a fun time. Then, yeah, we both realized we were going to tech, and, you know, classic TJ, TJ Nova bubble. So we decided to stay in that and not branch out. And honestly, I'm really glad that we made that decision because there's a lot of weirdos out there in tech, you know. Uh, but yeah, I'll stop the friendship recap here and kind of just move on to the reasons why I love and admire you. I know I've said it before, but you are genuinely one of the funniest people I've ever met. Your comedic timing is elite and you have a good balance of dumb and clever humor. But I swear to God, if I hear another D's nuts jokes again, I may leave you unable to joke about that anymore. You're always such a caring and reliable friend. I know if I ever need your, need your support, you'll be there for me, no questions asked. Even though you do a great job scheduling your life and also making time for losers like Amrita, you still always find time to hang out with your close friends, and I really admire that quality. 
I also appreciate that you love sports just like I do. I feel like I can chat to you about almost all the sports that I watch, which is hell impressive because I'm a loser who watches sports 24-7, but it's always good to know that you have my back in that regard. You're also one of the most driven people I know to the point it used to stress me out. <laughs> like in college, I considered myself a pretty driven worker, and I was always getting ahead of my assignments so they would never pile up, but my god, you always took it to a different level. Maybe because you were in a fake major, so you never had much work to deal with, but for those two math classes we took together, you were doing all the optional problems and assignments as soon as they were assigned, and I was most definitely behind and not doing all of that. But I guess it didn't matter, because in the end, you had to do all that work just to finish behind me in both those classes, so yeah, you can hold that. But in all seriousness, you're the essential role model. 24 years old, good-ass job, pursuing an MBA, and already wifed up. I love bringing you up to my friends and family because truly it is crazy how much you've already accomplished in your young life. You and Amrita are truly killing the game and I'm really happy to say I've witnessed a lot of the key milestones in your relationship's history. I know it seemed hella creepy how I knew when all those photos were taken when we played that game during your wedding weekend, but honestly, all those memories are ingrained in my head because I was there for most of them. But yeah, your love for each other has convinced me that I'll hopefully find that once again in my lifetime and I'm really thankful for that. I know I won't be able to firsthand witness many of the coming milestones in your life, but I take solace in the fact that I know we'll continue to stay great friends and be a big part of each other's lives. You're my brother for life, and thanks again for all the great memories you've had and the ones that are to come. So yeah, I mean, honestly, I know Harsha doesn't actually listen to most of these episodes, but if he did, I hope, I'm going to tell him to listen to that part at least. You know, that, that one took some time to come up with, um, so I hope he appreciated that. I hope you guys appreciate that as well. Yeah, that's probably the nicest I'll be to Harsha for a long time. So, you know, Harsha, you gotta, you need to hold on to that one because uh, I don't know the next time I will be that nice to you again, essentially. <laughs> but yeah, I'm going to take one more shot and then uh, I'll be back to wrap up this podcast. All right, guys, I am back. That was my fifth shot of Grey Goose. To give more context, that was my fifth shot in the span of probably like 45 minutes. Like I started drinking like 10 minutes before I started recording this podcast, so... First off, don't do that <laughs> if you are drinking. Um, I think I do have a drinking problem. I think I've started to realize this in the last couple of months. I don't know if it's because I'm trying to cope with a lot of the shit that's going on in my life or I just enjoy alcohol. I think it's kind of a mixture of the both, but it's something I'm trying to slim down on and like cut off. I know this, is not po- this podcast isn't helping it, but um, fuck it. You know, this last one last hurrah, if some would say. You know, we're getting towards the closing segments of this episode. Um... One thing I wanted to touch on, like I mentioned in the beginning, even though people said, or I, I said that people would, that people told me that they didn't want to hear about sports, I'm going to fucking talk about it anyway. So, you know, if you want to hop off, hop off right now. Um, thank you for listening. Uh, catch you on the next episode. But yeah, here we go. I just wanted to talk about my two Serbian goats, Nikola Jokic and Novak Djokovic. I love those two guys to death. Novak, you know, we'll start, we'll start with tennis. So the French Open is being played tomorrow. I'm hoping when, as, time, as soon as this podcast comes out, uh, he's already won that Open and he's gone on to uh, the, the new record of Grand Slam uh, wins, overtaking Rafa Nadal. And yeah, man, I just, I love Novak, dude. It's, I know he's had a really troubling <laughs> life off the court in the last two to three years, uh, especially since COVID started. He's had a lot of troubles off the court with his vaccination status and then also his, uh, hitting the ball lady, I guess. Ball, yeah, ball lady at the U.S. Open, defaulting out of the tournament, hosting uh, the, I think, the Serbian Open during COVID where a lot of the tennis stars or the people that attended got COVID and all that 
all that stuff. You know, I can't say that I agree with a lot of his behavior off the court, but my God, on the court, that dude's a fucking monster, dude. I honestly, he's so good. I, I, I don't even play tennis, and I wish I like this guy that started to make me play tennis recently. I started, I started playing a lot last summer, or not a lot, but I played probably four or five times in Nova last uh, year, and I think I'll probably pick it up again here. I wish I brought my my racket out, but I'm gonna just buy a new one anyway. Yeah, I love Novak. I hope he wins on Sunday. I hope he takes that record. And the, the fact that he is 35 or 36, I forget. I think he's 36. 35. I'm going I'm to go 35. Um, the fact that he's 35 and he's still killing the game out there in the, on the Open, it, it is ridic- it's actually ridiculous. I don't think we'll ever see, a, I don't think the tennis will ever see a specimen like him ever again. And I hope he just runs it up now. Like, run it, run it up now. You know, like, Rafa's coming off, coming to, like, the end of his career Federer also already retired. You know, even though I'm a Novak fan, I do have a lot of respect for the for Rafa and, and Roger, even if I, I do chat, chat shit about them sometimes. You know, the three of them really defined this era since, like, pretty much 2000. I guess if it comes to the big three, the era was from, like, 2008 to 2018, 19. That's when, like, Federer kind of tailed off with the injuries and everything. But, yeah, I mean, they, they pretty much dominated tennis and it is kind of scary to think about what tennis is going to be like when Novak retires um because you know a lot of good players like a lot of young good a lot of good young players in the ATP right now but it's kind of hard to gauge who's going to take the next step because you always think someone's going to get there but then they fall off and they tail off um but yeah love Novak hope he wins on Sunday that's my and I hope I'll actually I think I'll be seeing him live at the U.S. Open because the uh, U.S. changed their vaccination status uh, for immig- for immigrants or yeah so I think he'll be he'll be confirmed probably playing uh, in U.S. Open 2023 and I think I'll be in New York at the time so I'm gonna make sure I go see him live and support my boy because I don't think I've shared this on the podcast maybe I have but it is one of my goals in my lifetime to make sure I go to all four Grand Slams so I never thought I would start with the U.S. because that's the easiest, easiest one to, to go with but fuck it you know the opportunity came about so I think I'll go to New York uh, to go see him play live and that'll be my first ever Grand Slam and then yeah now we have Nikola Jokic and his team Denver Nuggets who took a 3-1 lead in the NBA Finals that fin- again the Finals will be over by the time this episode comes out and hopefully they've already won it if, it's choking a th- if they choke a 3-1 lead I swear to god I'll be first off I won't be hearing the end of it from Harsha sure a lot of other haters against me in my life uh but Jokic uh, I don't know what to, how to describe him he's big he's can pass the ball he can dribble he can shoot it's honestly something that I don't think anybody's ever seen before like the the level and the not even just the what he can do but the level of efficiency of what he does is ridiculous and honestly as a person that plays a big man when I play pickup he's uh He's sensational to watch, really, and it's uh, it's kind of I want to like I kind of want to model my game after him, and I know I can never live up to that, but he inspire he honestly he's inspiring to watch, man. I and like all these all these Euro League players, international players that are coming into the NBA, like they're just playing a different brand of basketball that is like a breath of fresh air to watch for a lot of the neutrals. Um, and I love it, man. I I really do love it. Yeah, I hope he leads Denver to their first ever NBA title and his first ever title. And I hope that starts a dynasty because I, I love that guy. I root for him. And it, it's, it's kind of funny that my two my two goats are both Serbian dudes. Considering I don't know much about Serbia at all. But fuck yeah, dude. What's Idemo? Idemo. I think that's the only Serbian word I know. I think that means let's go or something like that. But I'll be screaming that in New York in August. So if you hear that in New York, it's probably me in the crowd. You won't hear that. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. You know what? Fuck it. I'll take one more shot and then I'll think something that we can end the episode on with.
All right, uh, I kind of lied. I took a half shot because one, I am pretty drunk already, <laughs> uh, and two, um, I didn't have much chaser left, and I don't want to open up another bottle of Gatorade. So I only had enough chaser to justify a half shot of, of vodka. So four and a half shots deep. I think that's a, a good place for me to be at right now. But yeah, to close off this episode, um, I realized that I said a lot of good words about Harsha, and I feel kind of bad that I didn't say too much about Christian and Tarun. So I'm going to just say something, some, some stuff quick though, that I haven't even written down. But, you know, shout out to Tarun. That's my guy. <laughs> uh, no, but seriously, like, I never... Like, out of the three, I feel like uh, at the beginning, I never really thought I would have a really big relationship with Tarun outside of, like, our friend group just because, like, I like I share sports with, Tarun, or with uh, Harsha and Christian. Which, like I said, is a very big part of my personality. Which I, I, I something I want to change. I want, I don't want sports to really define me moving forward. I want it to be a big part of my life, but I don't want it to be the only thing that I really, I'm really passionate about. And I think that will happen over time when I like mature, I guess. <laughs> um, so I'm maturity. I'm 25. Fuck it, whatever. You know, I, I think me and Terrence will have stuff to vibe about and uh, joke about. And honestly, I think I laugh the hardest with Terrence. Ironically, because I think we just laugh together about stupid shit and. Um, yeah, you know, Turin's my guy. I'm glad he he got to get out of Nova and move to, to New York and live his life there. I know he's going to kill it with his, the visionary that he is, you know, uh, he's he's going to have a good time. I, I, I'm i sure of it. Uh, if he doesn't know about that, if he doesn't know, if he's not sure about that right now, I hope I'm reassuring that in his mind right now that he'll have a great time in New York. And I can't wait to visit him more in New York. I'm going to see him in August for his birthday and hopefully I'll go again more uh, just to see him and what he what he gets up to. And then it comes to Christian, man, my my fucking guy, uh, the only true soccer fan out of the four of us besides me. Um, he's a Madrid Madrista though, which is kind of bad because they always fucking dig us every time we see him. I'm a Liverpool fan, by the way. If you guys didn't know, a Liverpool stan actually. That's my that's my fucking till I die. I know I'm a very if you guys didn't know I'm a very flaky fan flaky fan when it comes to a lot of American sports, but when it comes to comes to football or soccer, I it's Liverpool till I till I die. Like specifically, I I'll never I'll never waver in that, no matter how shit we are, how shit we become. But anyway, yeah, his team is Real Madrid, and they always fucking dick us whenever we see them. At least in the last like I don't know, like five six years, um, eight years, because I think we saw them in Champions League. Whatever, who cares? Anyway, uh, Christian. I really am sorry that we all kind of left Nova as soon as he moved, but I'm glad we did have a couple months all with the four of us all there and we were able to hang out. But you're also just like Turin, um you're creative in that regard. You're 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 in like honestly it's it's admirable how like you're a role model when it comes to like at least for me when I like look think about people that like are able to be self-sufficient and just live on their own. Um the way you handle yourself and the way you are able to deal with uh, things in your life is really admirable. And um, I wish nothing the best for you. Um, I, it does suck that I'm so far away from you, but, you know, family's home. And honestly, you're part of family, man. You've stayed at my house so long or so many days that you honestly, you're fucking family. My, my parents will have you over, I'll have you over whenever they want. Honestly, they, honestly, my mom asks about you a lot, which is kind of concerning, <laughs> but yeah, you're my guy. Um, I know we'll be bros for life, and just really thankful for you to be in my life and um, to be part of my support system. But yeah, I you know I think this is a good place to close it off. Um, if you stayed this long, why?
but if you have, I hope you are drinking and I hope you take more of your drink and you uh, enjoy this moment uh, that we're having, we're sharing together. Um, again, I apologize for uh, getting so deep. I should have gave more of a warning at the beginning, but it was, again, it was just something that I want to get off my chest and be braver about talking about, you know, um, but yeah, I hope you guys are all doing well in your lives and thriving. I mean, that's something, that's something I'm working towards, you know, and for me to know that a lot of my close friends are at that level, I think that gives me confidence that I'll be there once again in my lifetime, hopefully, in the, hopefully soon. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, surprisingly, <laughs> um, be sure to check us out, um, check out more episodes on interesting discussions sometimes. I'm sure we'll do this whole episode again, maybe in this, probably not this year, but probably next year, we'll probably do it like uh, another session again of us four recording separately. Especially now, where it's getting kind of hard to record uh, episodes together, you just cause, like you know, they're all in different time zones. Harsh in Chicago, I'm here. The boys are in the uh, Christian and Turner in the East Coast. It gets like the schedules are kind of tough, you know, to to manage. You know, we'll we'll make it work because uh, we care about this podcast. Um, we get a lot of, at least I do. I get a lot of satisfa- satisfaction just meeting a lot. Of, like we met a lot of Harsh's friends recently. I'm sure we meet a lot of Turin friends in New York, and then Christian friends that he makes in like in the Nova area. And hopefully, with time, I'll make friends here and I'll have them on the podcast. But just getting to know new people through this podcast and um, making those memories, it's, it's pretty memorable. And I hope you guys enjoy that content as well. We'll be sure to keep pumping out new content. I think this summer we'll have summer sessions again, our, our third our third uh, time doing it. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Be sure to check out our Instagram at an interesting discussion where we have a lot of cool episode posts and uh, a lot of the guest posts that I mentioned and uh, a lot of cool content there that true and christian worked really hard on um you know i should have done fuck all with that <laughs> with that stuff actually harsh helps with the caption actually honestly, honestly i don't do that much i need to step up my uh work for this podcast but yeah be sure to check out that instagram um you can find this podcast on spotify on apple music on youtube on tiktok we have our reels or I guess Instagram reels that transform over to TikTok. And yeah, that will wrap it up here, guys. I hope you enjoyed and I'll catch you guys in the next one with all the boys, hopefully. Bye.